I'm still trying to picture Rick Reichart. Reichart? How do you pronounce it? Reichart. Reichart. I'm still trying yeah, to picture maybe, maybe him. You had the Canadian, you had the Canadian price. Reichart. <laughs> This is Auto Collabs. Rikars. Mm, I'm still no trying Scottish. to picture him on a motorcycle that's too small for himself. That's easy for me to picture. Are you kidding is me? Is it? Yeah. Of course. Just think like knees up high, right? <laughs> Elbows out, right? Goggles. That's all that's all gonna go. He's on like a Honda Grom. <laughs> I think exactly. he goes to 7 Eleven on it. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Michael, this is, wait, is this your first like beginning of summer in Texas? No, second. You sure? Yes. Okay. So now you know what to expect. And, and also, by the way, this is why I'm wearing a hoodie. I was wondering that because the AC never turns off. It Ah. never turns off. It actually feels colder in the summer indoors everywhere in the South. It's unbelievable. You can set your thermostat here to. 75 and it you're chattering your teeth are chattering indoors <laughs> because is like, you're like why am i freezing cold because the, the ac is like i know if i turn face. off for five minutes i'm gonna lose this fight right? <laughs> exactly yeah there's That's never exactly like it, in an upstate new york there's always this weird option like it gets cooler at nighttime maybe we're gonna have it on today but it i guess in the south it's like nope that sucker's on it's just on actually it, you know that little whine that you hear in an ac yeah <laughs> that's actually the ai taking over going <laughs> uh, well speaking of texas our next guest uh is from texas chris adams from car offer i believe it was headquartered in dallas and uh i don't is. i don't know michael maybe the two of you could go get some ice cream you, mm. you guys there it <laughs> is we do in cool texas. down cool but, down um, on a summer day but yeah no it'll be interesting to, to talk about what's going on in their world and as always we like to ask people their backstory which is kind of our favorite part of this podcast so we hope you enjoy this conversation with chris adams All right, Chris, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Yeah, so uh, the first question that I have for you, and I know that typically when we start the show, we talk a little bit about your background and your history, but I cannot get over the fact that literally your title begins with the word matrix. <laughs> you, <laughs> you are the matrix operations director, which sounds like something either out of 2001 when like matrix two was done or something like in 3053 so start with that i want to hear like what does matrix operations director mean so that we we can level set and all know we're on the same page here so i I won't make you choose blue pill or red pill so that's a good place (laughs) to start i guess um and so it's it's great too because my two and a half year old daughter she knows that matrix means work now she's like oh work um, <laughs> it's it's beautiful so um, but but being the matrix operations director here uh, essentially means all things buying um, I'm pretty much responsible for at car offers so uh, really you know making sure that we are um, kind of poised to make good offers um, over the platform and just. I mean, also monitoring everything, um, buying considered, and, and you know that comes with a lot of uh, market analytics, um, a lot of strategy on our end uh, to figure out how to get our sellers the best offer on our platform. This means so ha- that you've got like you said, red pill, blue pill, and then I immediately thought red car, blue car, and how nobody wants those. Do, do you have data <laughs> in your system? 
that highlights for the end user, hey, if you're going to be acquiring inventory, make sure it's these colors. Like, do you, do you get that level of data? And if so, what, what are you seeing as a common thread? Do people want red cars and blue cars or is it black, silver and white? Like everybody's uh, talking about. You know, typically you have black, silver, white and gray are the uh, predominant, like, you know, the, the, what people want the most. And I think what's been really fun, um, I've been, I've ran the matrix here. Uh, I mean, really for almost four years now. And what, what's been neat about, uh, and I know what y'all know about the platform is that the analytics that we have and really kind of what the matrix does is, is, you know, really what you're talking about is going in there and going, okay, what are people looking for? And it's, it's really neat to sit there and see, um, you know, we, we go and basically take buy orders from our, our customers or our dealers um, where they're saying, Hey, I want, you know, 15 Camrys and I want a couple forerunners and I want, you know, some Corollas, whatever it may be. And they go in there and, uh, with my team, with our dealer sales managers, with our national sales managers, uh, we sit in and they really go in and um, kind of preface. It's almost like a limit order when you're placing a stock saying, I want, you know, five shares of Apple and I'll buy them when it hits $120 a share. And then you own that stock. Um, same thing with a car where you go in there and you say, uh, to your point, I want, you know, four blue Tahoes, um, said no one ever, um, but going in there and, and uh, going in and kind of prefacing those orders. And then um, we provide the analytics. So since everyone bids the exact same way on our platform, using these kind of like limit orders, if you will, um, I can really go in there. And on the analyzer side of things is what we, we actually have a, a data scientist that's on our staff. Um, where he came in and kind of re-engineered our matrix to do exactly what you're saying and go, okay, how many people are looking for X cars? How many people are looking for these? And then we can actually like, we, we reverse engineered it to go, okay, which cars on our platform can you buy um, kind of at the least expensive variable? Like where, where um, are people not bidding? Um, and I think most of the time that you'll find it's cars that are, you know, like, like that, the red or the blue or the 2.7 liter, you know, F-150 that's two wheel drive, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, this is the thing that grinds my gears is when I hear the industry go, but like, but, but like Cirillo, man, like we have, we have the most day supply of inventory in the market. How come nobody, it's like, cause bro, I don't wear enough wife beaters to buy an orange truck. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's it's, it's all, actually, I don't know how Cirillo just went from surfer dude. That's what I don't like, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where that accent came from. And then to end with the white beaters in an orange truck. You know, like I don't, I can't I mean, I know grow you had next Jake day off Paul's last hair. Week. What? I can't grow Jake Paul's hair. I'm not buying an orange. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, that's it. I can't get over that. I think the mate like they some at some point I feel like they should change your title to be like the the we're proving you're not original operations director. Oh, that's right? so much <laughs> that is so much better. So so it's, much better. It's very true. It's like, okay, hey, you're gonna compete and you're gonna go after and buy the exact same cars everyone else is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it, it's it's so interesting to see like you know, we, we have, um, you know, some, some dealers that are looking for like core, very, very, very specific inventory. 
Well, guess what? You have to pay a lot of money to get those cars. Um, mm, you know, our yeah. our average offer on the platform right now is it's almost one hundred and seven percent because of um, people going after these like really really specific, um, and they they pay up to get those cars, and so it's it's wow. been very unique. I mean, I think the the cool part about it is looking through and. Um, I used to be on calls with dealers, like, I mean, almost once a week, every week, I was talking to hundreds of dealers all over the country, which is again, kind of like, it's almost like a stockbroker, right? Like you're listening, hearing, understanding, and knowing what's really like going on pulse related um, all over the market. And that's where it's really neat to go back and see like, okay, I know kind of what the market's doing before it even happens. And I think that's where like, the power of our analytics, especially if you get like a, a dealer that I'm getting on a call with and they're using JD Power to bid on, that book doesn't change for a month, right? Um, so I can literally see the bids move around that book on a week over week, day over day basis. And we refresh our data every night. So our buyers can go and see like, I don't know another platform out there that you can go and say, okay, tell me exactly to the dollar, what I need to do to buy this car right now today. I can tell you that on our platform, I can tell you where you need to be the most visible. And then you can go in there and there's two degrees. It can tell you where you need to be to win a vehicle, but it can also tell you where you need to be to not overpay, right? Mm -hmm. When the market's shifting um, and when it's transitioning, I can go, Hey, on this one right here, you're actually a little bit high. Um, we need to back this up 50, a hundred, $500, whatever that may be. I mean, it's like so what they say with contractors, like they'll say, if you win every bid, then you're doing it wrong. Right. Right. And that's yeah. like very similar. Like if you're just getting everything, it's an indicator you're very much overpaying for everything. I mean, obviously you're going to win some, you should be losing some, right? Because it can't be a right fit for everybody. Just reminded me of that. Kyle, what were you going to say? Well, I, I'm, I'm like, how do you go? When, when do you become in charge of a matrix? Right. Like <laughs> how, how does a career trajectory be like, I worry, I'm now, I'm now in charge of watching and, and determining how dealers buy and sell inventory across the nation. What did that, like, how did you get there? And then like, what, what learning did you have to have to be able to be in this seat? Um, so y'all love this story. I'll tell it really quick. Um, we'll be the judge I, of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we can't we'll take him anywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> he's, he's extra special today. Oh, I don't know what's up with me. Okay. Lay um, it on us. I can't wait. No. So I, I actually, um, so I studied history in college, nothing to do with automotive. Um, <laughs> Perfect. And then, yes. Now uh, you're predicting the future. I predicting the future. <laughs> now and it's perfect uh, but no i i went through uh i worked for soul automotive in dallas for um, about nine years um so i sold for two of the nine um and then i essentially uh went and worked in new cars um for about two and a half years and then they uh i, I worked for the last five years of my career um in used cars and really at a couple different sizes of stores, um, anywhere that, you know, sold 60 to 80 used cars a month, all the way up to um, about 450 used cars a month. I worked at the, the number one uh, certified pre-owned Cadillac dealer in the country, um, the number one certified pre-owned Lexus dealership in the country, um, both of which are about half a mile apart from each other. 
And so, um, I mean, Sewell really gave me this like incredible foundation, um, not only of like, you know, car automotive expertise, just with these like amazing giants that I got to learn from, um, but also just like, you know, kind of running a business and processes and things like that. And so um, in 2017, I actually resigned from Sewell and I, I went and traveled the world for two years. Um, so. What? Okay. Yeah, I, I told you, this is the part of the story you're going to like. Um, so, I like the first part when you said, hey, I sold cars before. If I was you and I say this to every industry partner we talk to, that would be the first yeah. statement out of my mouth all the time. Yep. Did you know I sold cars before? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you travel the world. Yeah. And so I, I, uh, I was 31 and, and uh, decided to go and uh, I'd never been overseas. And I was like, I just want to go do it. I, you know, kind of had been successful in the, in the automotive world and, and uh, went and did it for two years and went scuba diving and traveled and just did a lot of fun stuff. And then uh, got back in. Whoa, 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 whoa. You were yeah. just like, I just went scuba diving and yeah. did some fun stuff. Yeah. Tell us about stuff. some of the, where did you go? What was, what was the coolest place? Yeah. So, so 2018, I went around the world twice and went to like 25 countries. It was, it was sick. So went and, what? uh, so yeah, I went, I, I, I did some diving in most, like some of the most remote places in the world. So I went to uh, Malapascua in the Philippines. That yeah. was pretty cool, um, which you probably have never Michael's heard Michael's been to the Philippines. He spent a yeah, long I lived in there? the Philippines for two years. Ah, uh, no kidding? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if those were at the same time. What years are no. we talking about here? No. no. Okay. No. That was like 2018, 2019. Yeah, no. I, yeah. This was back when I had hair. <laughs> So yeah, and I, I went to I went to Bali a couple times. Uh, did some really cool dives there, um, and wow. I mean how South did, America. Everything. How did going to all these places, if if at all? But I I, I mean I, I know it did for me. I can only imagine going to going to twenty to twenty five different countries around the world twice. How did this sh um, shape or change your perspective about? us here everything. in North America, like just everything <laughs> right. in general, everything. how we conduct business, how we think about things. Like did, did you get a glimpse into like, Oh dang, like we've got it really good over here. I think so. I think it's unique to see how other countries, like what their perspective on Americans is um, and like what our perspective is on other countries. So that that's pretty unique. But I, I think like overall, like if I, I think I just like really found out, like, I just like, I love like talking to people and hanging out and like, um, you know, like just being invested in like getting to know and understand like how people think. And like, that was like one of the most fun things. Cause I, I really, I tried to stay at like, like community style, like hostel, um, awesome. you know, style yeah. environment hotels where I could really get to like, know, the people know the culture, get to know the food, um, and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I just really like that um, environment. So it was, awesome. it was really fun. So what's the best food you had out there? I was gonna ask. <laughs> um, man, if you want to go like the the best food you're ever gonna have, you got to go to Peru. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Like like Lima is just unbelievable. Um, it like overall, like everything I had there was like, Oh, that's the best burrito I've ever had. Like that's the best like steak I've ever, I mean, it was just like wow. unreal. Um, so yeah, but it's like, it's renowned for having the best cuisine in the world. So, but I'm a, I'm a foodie, like, man, I love to, I love to eat. I love to do like cook, like all those sorts of things. So, okay. So let me ask you this. 
where do you get good Asian food in Dallas? <laughs> Asking for a friend because like because like no yeah, legit, no. because because like growing up in Canada, which is yeah. like this ethnic melting pot, a blind person could walk down the street in Canada and take a right turn, and it's a 50-50 yeah. He's in a Thai food restaurant. You right, know what I mean? Right. Here, I'm like, where do I go? Where do I get a good pizza? Where do I get good Asian food in this place? Go like, and I'm not man. talking about a pizza with brisket. My Nona would yeah. be rolling over in her grave to eat a pizza with brisket on it. <laughs> Wait, he no. gave you the name. He gave you the name. Where yeah, was you it? Gotta, you got to go to Carrollton. Carrollton's where all okay. the best Asian okay. foods. Yeah, for sure. Ah, see, look oh, at that. That's the only reason Trill actually does this show. <laughs> Learning hey guys, things about You guys about got it Dallas. from here. I'll yeah. see myself out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the guy from Dallas is on? I'm going to be there today. <laughs> he loves I didn't food? know he was from Dallas. Wait. But no, hey, trip advisor. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, that's how, like, so I, I guess to, to kind of wrap the story up, like, I got back, um, was about to get married and i was like i guess i should get a job and uh so i put on linkedin open opportunities and i, I had a, a guy that i worked with school with who's now he's our um basically like executive vp um over kind of like product and strategy and he, he called me up and was like hey we're starting this thing called car offer um we want you to be a part of it and so i i literally came in plano when we had it was like a warehouse, um, you know, concrete floors, the whole nine yards. He was like basically telling me his vision. Uh, we, um, I met with Bruce Thompson like a week or two later and got to, you know, meet him, understand and kind of like see where he wanted to take the company. And then uh, it was great because we, we started with like seven people um, and then we launched out of Pearl Technology Holdings, uh, which I know, you know, other folks are familiar with like, you know, JMS Auto Exchange, uh, which Bruce kind of developed and sold. Mm -hmm. um, he developed and sold Red Bumper, New Car IQ, like all these different things. And so we use Red Bumper when we were at Sewell. Um, I knew of Bruce and of the company. And then uh, kind of what happened is, I, I mean, I just, you know, kind of stepped into it um, with, with these other seven people. We had our development team, uh, which was kind of cranking in the background. And uh, really a, a few of these uh, key individuals that, um, you know, started this thing and our, you know, really our sales team um, going out there and getting uh, dealers to engage. And then this core car offer team um, really designing the product and, uh, and pushing things forward. But I mean, really at that point, it was like we had a shell of a product um, and we were just trying to figure out how to make it work. And I mean, I think that's where like, um, everything kind of funneled to me because um, I had the the buying experience and another guy, Jeff Dittencourt, um, who was with CarMax for like 17 years. And so I know y'all probably have uh, met him before and just like a, a really, you know, unique and interesting um, setup to where we had these dealer sales managers that were like the relationship managers with the dealer um, and really just trying to figure out, okay, how do we partner with your business the best? And I think like that's where, um, you know, me being from so many different, you know, styles of dealerships, you know, big, small, in between, um, I could get on the phone with a dealer that sells, you know, 500,000 cars a month and kind of understand their business model um, and get on this, you know, with someone with 30 to 40 cars in their inventory, understand that business model as well and go, how do we pair with you the best and how can you use us to like actually uh, benefit? Because 
not every day. I, I love that question because like if you're starting with that as your root objective, like how do we partner with you the best instead yep. of like, how do we solve your problems or how do we fix what you're doing wrong? Or how do we like, those are the wrong question starters. Your question, like your, your initial starter question for any interaction is how do we partner with you best? That's, that that like that's going to solve a ton of problems right because then it's everyone looking at the problem together instead of like looking at each other as the problem so kudos to you of like making that your core competency question how are you scaling that up as as car offer grows how are you scaling that feeling and responsibility into others at this point it is i mean i think the hard part is is sometimes dealers don't know um how the how do, how do we partner with them? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, that's one of the, it, it's just, we have a more technical product, right. Um, when you're going through there and like, if we get someone on the other end, that's invested, um, and like, okay, like I want to grow, I want to be an adopter. I want to figure out how to make this work. Um, that kind of partnership is incredible, um, on that, you know, really like kind of like foundation level, Um, I think like some people walk in a little bit going, you need to make me better. Right. And then I got to like butt my head trying to figure out how their business model works and all this sort of stuff. Like the more transparent and open you are from the beginning, um, like we will be like as transparent as we possibly can. Cause again, like we're just trying to help. Uh, we're just trying to figure out how to either help you buy cars, um, or help you sell cars, help you do both. Um, and really make your dealership more profitable. And I think like the bonus you get is the access to all this information where like we're going through and analyzing the market like to the nth degree because we have all this book data and information. So it's it's pretty interesting. I have, um, so our time's running out here, but I have a question to kind of wrap us up. What do you think is the biggest blind spot right now that that some dealers or many dealers might be missing? What's the blind spot? Um, Blind spot for me is like you, like they have access to trending market data um, to see like where price changes are week over week. Um, If they were tracking this, this is one of the main leading indicators that we look at. It could help you make massive business decisions and save literally hundreds of thousands of dollars if you're going in there and looking at that data. All right. Well, Chris, uh, this has been awesome hearing about your story, um, just hearing about what you're doing in the industry and the passion you're approaching the work and, and honestly, the intelligence by which you're approaching work. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today on AutoFlops. Yeah, thank you, guys. Honestly, I'm just so happy that we had a conversation where we were able to talk about blue pill, red pill. That it's <laughs> kind of like your whole life. <laughs> been waiting a, a podcast with that. And I'm good. I can be done podcasting. No, but, um, you know, first of all, really just the fact that like traveling for two years, I'm sure that his perspective on every conversation, every interaction, the way he approaches dealers, the way he knows about cities and places and conversations that he can bring up. I bet the interaction with him and a dealer is more dialed in, not just because of his, his time, at Sewell and the stores that he was, but like, I'm guessing that there's actually more learning that he's bringing to the table in the way that people approach their businesses from his time traveling the world. If well, I had to guess. It's like, you know, these po- poser like business coaches that do their seminars and they're like, 
In order to change one's perspective, do this exercise. One's perspective on must chair. first change. Yeah, stand on a chair in the corner of your room and <laughs> look at the room from a different angle and that will open your mind. It's like, bro actually got out of his natural habitat and right. traveled the world twice over in two years. Like, he's bringing all sorts of perspective into conversations that, and different ways of thinking, I uh, I think is the big part that that just makes for a much more whole uh, conversation. I still can't believe when someone has been in like the trenches in the industry and sold cars and spent time that it's just not the first thing that you say <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Every time I find that, I mean, that's got to be the fourth time we figure this out about somebody in just like the last couple of months where they were like, oh, yeah, so I did sell cars. And we're like, what? What? You sold cars? Why don't you just tell everybody you sold cars? Because there is a thing that happens when a dealer knows that you've sold cars, right? Kyle, I think, Michael, have you ever sold cars? I haven't ever sold cars. Kyle has. I've, I've sold lots of cars. He sold lots that of cars, right? Yeah. And there is like, explain what that camaraderie is, Kyle. I can only see it, it from an outsider's perspective. Man, it's a whole thing. Yeah, like waking up on a Saturday and nobody else is going to work, but you're going to work and you're putting well, in the hours. That. And yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Like and and just like the late hours, you just know if a guy stayed at the dealership or a gal stayed at the dealership till eleven thirty to see that da the last two wheels roll the curb, like that's just you can't you can't put that into words what that feels like with the people that are there the finance manager the family at home all that type of stuff so it's not just knowing what cars to buy or where to buy them it's the like literal idiosyncrasy did you notice michael the culture did you notice how kyle was like roll the curb like oh that's yeah. something that he just he's, started throwing lingo us, at us that's something we say in the clink right like <laughs> 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 well, hey, we really hope that you enjoyed this conversation with the Matrix Operation Director uh, of Car Offer, uh, Chris Adams. So uh, on behalf of myself, Paul J. Daly, Michael Cirillo, we'll see you next time on Auto Collapse. Sign up for our free and fun to read daily email for a free shot of relevant news in automotive, retail, media, and pop culture. You can get it now at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Auto Collapse. Why are we recording? Are we rolling yet? <laughs>